Welcome to Two Inches Off the Ground. When you are enlightened, you live your life two inches off the ground. This is season two, episode 32, How to Admit You're Wrong. (laughs) This is a good lesson for all of us. Some of us are better at admitting we're wrong. Some of us aren't. I have to say for myself, I'm good at admitting I'm wrong in certain instances. And then in certain instances, I'm actually really stubborn. I believe that all humans, all you guys listening to this can relate, right? So that's what we're talking about today. And I just want to give you a couple of reminders. Number one, UC podcast. This is my new podcast. It's called Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey. And I'm going to put the uh, link in the show notes. And this podcast has been going really well. It is for anyone with IBD, that's inflammatory bowel disease, so ulcerative colitis, Crohn's, also good for IBS and anyone with autoimmune. So if this applies to you or you know someone who can benefit, please do me a favor and pass the name on. For the next two weeks, we are discussing emotional trauma, childhood trauma, and how it stores in the body and how we can release it safely and the modalities to release it. I have two experts coming on. One is a psychotherapist who is an absolute expert in trauma. And the second one is a holistic health expert. And she sees her patients go through this constantly. So I'm really excited to talk to both of these women. They're amazing. They're smart. They're going to give some modalities that, in fact, I've never even heard of. So I'm riveted by these two upcoming conversations. So please tune in. Again, Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey. It releases every Thursday. you, You know it's going to be a spiritual time, right? 444 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. So definitely uh, subscribe and do all the things and tune in. Okay. So I want to say thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I have 24 ratings and 11 reviews on Apple Podcasts for this podcast, Two Inches Off the Ground. I'm so in gratitude. You guys have so been showing up for me. You have no idea how much it helps with the algorithm. So please, thank you. It's it's amazing. Another thing you can do if it resonates with you is to subscribe. Uh, that helps with the algorithm too. And anyone who hasn't done a review or a rating yet, please five stars only and especially on Apple Podcasts, but wherever you listen is fine. As always, I'm going to start out with a very 3D human example and give you 5D, 4D solutions. So this one's going to be a very human example because it involves Costco. (laughs) If anyone lives in the U.S., you know what I mean, and it's kind of funny. So get ready. Get ready for being superhuman today. So not superhuman, but very human. There you go. Here's what happened. Last Thursday, I went to my dad's house to continue the cleanup. My brother and I have been doing a massive cleanup of his house, just getting rid of things. My mother passed away last December, December 2021, and she was not into the getting rid of things (laughs) at all. She was into amassing stockpiles of stuff. Uh, She loved her stuff. It was 
it's been a lot. Everything was stuffed into drawers, into closets. So when you walk in the house and I say there is so much shit everywhere, people are like, oh, this looks normal. This doesn't look bad. But if you open drawers and closets, it's it's not good. If you look under beds, it's not good. So we're cleaning all that out and it's taking a long time. Luckily, my dad is now more open to it. We rented a dumpster. And if anyone hasn't ever rented a dumpster, I didn't realize those things are as big as an above ground swimming pool. (laughs) They're pretty big. So that's been good too, that my dad's been so open to that. And I do appreciate that because as I was saying in the episode with Michelle Colston, this is now left on myself and my sibling. So no one else is going to step in and do it. And the faster it gets done, the more relieved we feel and that it's off our plate. And honestly, the healthier it is because we can start cleaning these dusty areas of the house and removing things and the whole nine, everything we could have done when my mom was alive. So my mom died at 79. My dad is almost 88. They are in that era of depression era children. My dad technically lived through the aftermath of the depression, but he was so young at the time. I'm sure he has memories and he was raised with nothing. He had nothing. It was one of these situations where he was putting cardboard in his shoes. He couldn't get new shoes, couldn't get toys, wasn't allowed because they just didn't have the money. My mom was spoiled for the little money that her father and mother had, but it was still very depression era. My grandmother, her mother came to live with us for 17 years until her death. And my grandmother was all about the canning and the storing and the food like we're living in a depression. That's one of the reasons I'm really not into cooking because people always say, oh, you watched your mom and your grandmother cook, but yeah, they were cooking like nasty depression era bland food to save and store. Because of all that, I believe my parents' generation, of course, not everyone, not everyone, but definitely a good, a good portion of that generation, they just, I hate to say it like this, I don't want to say it with judgment, but they hoard, you know, there's no, there's no nice way to say it, being a pack rat, hoarding, they save everything, they won't throw out anything, and that's what we're dealing with, so imagine you're dealing with a good sized house and you have a huge basement and a humongous attic that encompasses the entire length of the house. And then all the rooms in between with all the closets and all the drawers. And you get what I'm saying. It is a huge, massive undertaking what we're doing. And sometimes I just lay awake at night thinking about, oh man, I didn't clean up this closet. And when I come back the next time I have to clean it up. And I've been trying to go back every two weeks and clean the hell out of the place. And I've been doing a good job, I have to say. And of course, my brother is helping me when he can. Uh, He's really busy. He has a lot of kids. So, you know, he has to do those things. But yeah, it's, it's just been a lot. And up until this point, emotionally, it hasn't been that bad because I had someone text me and say, and rightfully so, said, wow, that must be so hard cleaning out your mother's things. And actually, I haven't found it hard at all until last Thursday. So, all right. So here's what happened now that you have all the backgrounds. 
This is about to get very human. (laughs) Wait to hear this story. I have a routine when I get to my dad's house. My dad lives two and a half hours from me. I leave at seven in the morning usually from my house. I get there and I always go to Costco because Costco has the cheapest gas for your car. I'm in a state that's much cheaper than New York State, so it it definitely is good for my pocketbook, right? Because now the gas prices, as we all know, in the U.S. are astronomical. I pull up into Costco and they ask me for the first time ever for my Costco card. I don't belong to Costco. I've never had a desire. I once belonged to a Sam's Club. I paid $100 for the membership and never used it. I think I bought toilet paper once. So I'm just not into buying all the stuff, or at least I wasn't back in the day. I was surprised. I said to the gas attendant, oh, I've never been asked before. And he said, as of Tuesday, you now have to be a member to get gas and you have to show your card. And he was nice enough. He said, listen, I'll just use my card this time, but next time, you know, you have to do it. And I said, okay, no problem. Thank you so much. I go back to my dad's house and I start to clean and I, <laughs> I'm i starting to clean the dreaded basement, which is no joke, you guys. You have, you have no idea what it's like down there. It is like, I call it a bomb shelter because <laughs> it's like, you know, everything saved from, I mean, you're finding food from like 1980s. Like I'm not even exaggerating, things like that. Uh, I'm finding freezers from... Throwing out freezers, I'm guessing they're from the 70s. That's what they look like. You know, it's just crazy. I'm wearing a mask and I wear a hat when I clean everything out so no dust gets on my hair. And also with the mask, you know, obviously no dust gets in my nose and my mouth and the whole thing. I'm cleaning for several hours. I need a break. So I say to myself, you know what? Let me go online and get a Costco membership. So I go online, get a membership for $60. But of course, that's not the end of it because you cannot show a digital membership at Costco gas stations. You have to have the physical card, which means I have to physically go into Costco, go to the membership desk, get a picture taken when I look like shit because I've been cleaning all day. But at this point, I'm like, I don't even give a shit. I just want to get the cheap gas, right? So I was like, okay, let me just drive down to Costco and get the picture taken and get the physical card. I'm in there and they're actually really nice in there, I have to say. Very nice. I get the physical card and I said, okay, well, I want to buy a couple things from my dad's house and he'll pay me back. So let me just start shopping. I have to say, (laughs) I was surprised by the whole experience because I have been into Costco before, but I didn't realize you can buy computers in there. You can buy towels in there. Like clothes I knew about, but I just didn't know about certain things. And I was fascinated by this whole system. Like I was just like, wow, this is, this is kind of cool. I see why people get addicted to it. I really do. It's consumerism at its best. So I pick up three towels for my dad because he needs some new bath towels And I say, oh, now I need some toilet paper. So I go and get toilet paper and it's $7 less than at my grocery store. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I go get floss. (laughs) So I buy floss and I get, you know, like six, what do you call those things? Six containers of floss for seven bucks. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is really good. And I stop there. 
because I'm not really that into shopping and I don't need a lot of things. If you heard the episode with Daphne, who is the light language singer, then you heard that both of us are absolute minimalists who can move into a camper or a tiny home and have nothing but suitcases with us. We didn't need storage units or the whole nine yards. So that's what a minimalist I am. And I'm the type of person that when I bring something in, I throw something out. And I'm also constantly checking drawers and cabinets. And if I haven't used it in six months, it's thrown out. I think it's because of, you know, my parents, like they're such pack rats. They're such, I hate to say the H word, but they were such hoarders in that way that I am the absolute opposite. When you walk around Costco, by the way, if no one knows what it is, I should have explained that beforehand. It's one of these superstores. They have three major superstores in the U.S. and you buy things in bulk. That's all it is. And sometimes they have really nice quality of things. They have rejects from designers. My mom used to buy me coats there. You know how designers have like the super high-end luxury brand? It's, it's a step below for consumerism for the masses in that step below designer label is what they would have there. So it was actually, you know, impressive when my mom bought me coats and those are the coats I've kept, not because my mom passed away because those are the best coats. So anyway, I digress. I am walking around Costco. People are offering you food. There's little food samples, which I didn't take any because I can't eat any of that shit, but you know, it's nice and they're friendly and helpful I pull up to the self-checkout and someone comes up to me politely and does it for me. They just take this little, you know, one of those little target guns and they shoot everything so I don't even have to do it myself. And they ring me up and keep in mind self-checkout and the guy's really polite and I tell him it's my first time at Costco and he's like, oh, welcome to Costco, you know, whatever. (laughs) And uh, I'm on my way. And I realized At that point, why my mom was attracted to buying so many things, why her happiness in life was going to two superstores twice a week and just buying and consuming, I now understand because I began in that moment to see life through her eyes. And this was a gift for me. I got in the car and I was just so in gratitude for having this experience because yes, maybe it's not something I'm going to do all the time. I probably will do it once in a while just to help out my dad. But it was so enlightening to see, okay, this superstore, which I always was negative about and I was down about down on American consumerism because I had been in the Peace Corps and true story when I was in the Peace Corps and I came back and all these superstores came into fruition in the U.S. and all of a sudden I come back to these you know Costco's and BJ's and Sam Club's and Sam's Club and the whole thing I couldn't step in one because when you have that experience of the Peace Corps, it changes you and the over consumerism is too much. So I couldn't step into one of these stores for years. I mean, we're talking years upon years. It was just, it was too overwhelming for me. But this time around, I had the experience through my mom's eyes. 
we found out through finding journals and cleaning up the house that my mom had been in pain for 20 years. We knew the last 10 years was bad. We did not realize it was going on for 20 years of pain. She was at a point where she couldn't enjoy food a lot. And she was a foodie. She, she liked to eat out at restaurants. She loved all that. And that was taken away from her. So I can't imagine how that felt. I mean, I can a bit, yeah, because I can eat <laughs> a lot of food now too. But it wasn't so much my, you know, it wasn't so much my hobby, what I really look forward to, my life's blood. Trust me, I love to eat. But some people, it's just, you know, they really just love it. Like it's just, they love going to restaurants. It's, it's their hobby almost. And that was my mom. And that was ripped away from her. So... Things that she wanted to do, just travel, were slowly being taken away because she had cancer twice and she had an intestinal blockage and her health was just failing and failing slowly over time. She was never complained. She never complained. So you can imagine being in that much pain and you're retired You've had travel goals. You've had this life that you imagined after retirement that you imagined to be so fulfilling and so happy and so fun and going places and doing things. And she couldn't do that. This was all slowly taken away from her. I understood in that moment why going into something like Costco was an adventure for her. You're treated very well in there. I have to say <laughs> they have happy employees from what I saw because from the membership desk all the way to checkout, everyone was super friendly and super nice. You're waited on in a sense. So I see why my mom would have liked that. And on top of it, she was a shopper. She loved to shop. Oh my God, thank God that woman did not have access to the you know home shopping network or <laughs> whatever. It would have been seven times the amount of things. But I understood her. I was able to suspend judgment in that moment. And this was a gift for me. This little trip to Costco was a beautiful lesson in re-examining a person's life. It was a good lesson for me to learn how to admit you're wrong. I was wrong to judge so harshly and so quickly. I understand that now. I also understand that after death, it's easier to connect by suspending judgment. The energy between us when she was alive wouldn't allow it. My mother, as much as I love her, and she was an amazing person and so kind and so sweet and so loving, in the last couple years of her life, she was arguing with my dad a lot. I think she was taking out the pain on him. Sometimes their energy was just so crazy. I, I couldn't sleep over their house or do anything because it was just too much. It was just too much negativity. I understand that I couldn't have stepped in that energy like I did last Thursday and suspended judgment the way I did last Thursday. So it's really not a regret at all, but it's a lesson in admitting 
I was wrong to judge so quickly and so harshly and not to do it again. And to say thank you, mom, for teaching me this lesson because it was really beautiful to see a life that was starting to be taken away and how she was able to cope. So I get it. So, you know, it's funny now I have this Costco card and I know she's laughing wherever she is, <laughs> you know, on the metaphysical plane, right? And she's going, I can't believe my daughter has a Costco card. And I could feel her in that whole journey. I could feel her just kind of being like, yeah, you're shopping, you're looking at things. This is so fun. You know, she was almost on the journey with me. She really was. And I haven't told my dad yet that I got the Costco card, but he'll be, he'll be shocked because I'm not someone who does that. But now I am someone who does that. So <laughs> I guess I've changed too. But yeah, it's, it's a good lesson in admitting I was wrong and that I am changing too. I am suspending a lot of the judgment with others. I really am. And I, I just had a friend write to me about something and I had to suspend that judgment too, where at first I was like, wait a minute, no, like, why are you doing this to yourself? And then I realized it's not my life. It's, it's not my decisions. It's not for me to judge. And like Michelle Colston and I talked about last episode, I have to stay on my path and this person has to stay on their path. And all I can do is just honor it, honor it, not give suggestions, not give advice, because I said in the last episode, I'm not into that anyway. But just support, and that's all I can do. It's something for all of us to think about how we can suspend judgment. Where can we suspend judgment? And what's the reality of the situation? Can you really suspend that judgment right now? Because as I said with my mom, when she was alive, I couldn't have done it. I'm just being honest. But now in her death, I could. So can you do it? Is it possible? Until next time, live your life two inches off the ground. <laughs>